Yeah, no, and we we are growing well. You know, I think this year we'll definitely break through 100 million ARR. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Godard Abel. He's a CEO of G2, which I'm sure many of you guys have seen. You've seen the badges flying around LinkedIn. Everyone wants to be top ranked on G2. That's because it's the leading business software review website and marketplace, which he co-founded in 2012. Godard, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, let's go, Nathan. So this is not your first rodeo. Uh, you, you gave a really great talk at our last founder event where you summarized some of the other companies you've built. Uh, are you having as much fun building this one as the last three or four? Yeah, but I love entrepreneurship. It's always different but I am enjoying the new challenges. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about products because we had you on recently. Um, obviously, most people think about G2 as a review site, right? How do you think about product expansion? What's next? Yeah, I think one of our exciting new products is G2 Track. And G2 Track is all about helping CIOs, CFOs track all of their SaaS and cloud spend. And we think it's especially relevant now, a bit of an economic downturn. So everyone's trying to also figure out Am I wasting money on some of my SaaS? Are there gaps in my tech stack? And with G2 Track, we can help companies figure that out in real time. And so how should folks think about G2 Track relative to you know, vendors of the world and other, other sort of expense management tools? Yeah, and we do partner with vendor. And I think vendors are really good at negotiating SaaS contracts and they're more full service. You know, G2 Track is really about giving you data benchmarks and it works by API. We hook it up to your financial system. Let's say you're running NetSuite, Intech, QuickBooks. We parse all your spend data, look at your usage for using something like Okta, and then benchmark it against the whole G2 database to help you figure out, are you have some duplicative apps? You know, are there areas you can save money? And on the other side, are there gaps in your stack you know, where there's new products we'd recommend? So I think we're really excited about the potential of track. And I guess your ability to make smart recommendations there is directly dependent on your ability to convince founders and CFOs to actually connect the data. So you sort of have a bit of a marketplace problem there, but you are the marketplace king. You've solved this with reviews. How do you think about figuring out that sort of connection equation and making sure you have a big database to make smart recommendations based off of? Right. And the good thing for us, it's the same database, you know, the power is G2.com. Because on G2.com, we have over 100,000 SaaS software products listed. We categorize them in over 2,000 categories, but it's a very dynamic taxonomy. And frankly, that's one of the key assets for track. And that's one of the challenges for CIO CFOs. You know, a lot of companies are running hundreds, if not thousands of apps. And frankly, if you're the CIO CFO, you don't even know what they do. You know, because marketing buys its own apps, sales buys its own apps, product buys its own apps. And, you know, you just see how oh, they're spend, but they have no idea what they do. So having that taxonomy, being able to match products and then even using the review data, seeing what businesses like yours are having success with on G2.com based on that feedback is actually essential we think to making very data-driven stack assessments. And so that's why we see the two very synergistic. And also going the other way, track can also help inform the insights we provide on G2.com because it gives us a deeper look into you know, what companies are spending on, how that's trending, where they're actually having success. And so that's why we see it you know, being very synergistic to what we're already building on G2.com. 
So you mentioned over 100,000 software companies on G2, the value of the taxonomy, the dynamic taxonomy you've built and how that feeds into track. How many people you know, have connected real-time API feeds you know, into track today? Yeah, and I think we have, you know, it's a few hundred companies and we have both a free and a paid version. We have about a hundred on the paid version now, which yeah. is, I think, a big milestone because in some ways, you know, Track is a SaaS startup within the greater G2, but obviously fully built into the data and the architecture, but we're we're excited. And we do think second half of this year, we'll see a lot of momentum with that product because I think everyone is trying to, you know, figure out where to save a bit of money to, you know, also better better weather the uh, the economic downturn. You said 100 on the paid version of Track. What does paid mean? How do you make money on this product? Well, I think it's a SaaS subscription, like any product, you know, but with paid, there's additional features. And especially, I think if you want APIs to the more enterprise systems like NetSuite, like Okta, that's when you go to the, the paid version of Track. But if you're running QuickBooks, if you're a startup, you can try it for free. I see. So if there's a large enterprise with 50 million bucks in revenue that wants to use Track to manage their spend, and they also use Okta, when they click connect to Okta, you might say, wait, you need an enterprise plan. Here's a $300 a month fee to sort of access that. True. And the other thing we do for the bigger companies is we have a contract concierge service because to really make Track work well, you also want to track the key contract terms, you know, such as renewal dates, uh, you know, whatever kind of price uplift there might be. And frankly, there isn't a great way to get all that data into a system, you know, without doing some contract entry. So we have a contract concierge service that's also part of our paid solution. And that can really help companies you know, be more proactive in uh, managing their whole SaaS and cloud service stack. Some of the fastest growing SaaS companies say, well, just sign three-year contracts and they build in, you called it price uplift, but it's effectively a natural accelerant each year where the value of the, or the ACV increases, whatever, 5%. You're, you're on the flip side, trying to prevent your customers from paying more for something like Salesforce, for example. What are well, you seeing right now? Go ahead. Yeah, I just say we're on both sides of that. We just want people to be aware. <laughs> you know, and, I think, and I'm also an entrepreneur, right? And I think that's key for a SaaS seller. If you want to do that, you have to provide more value each year. And obviously, I think some vendors do a great job of that, right? But if you're not providing upgrades, more value each year, then yes, then the buyers, your customers will question that hard. And for the buyers, we just want them to be aware, you know, and, and have that visibility because sometimes there are surprises, right? Yep. And then yep. like nobody's looked at the contract and turns out there's like a 90-day opt-out. And if you don't, there's whatever uplift there is. And I think that's all fine as long as you're aware of it, as long as you feel like you're getting enough value. But obviously, CIOs, CFOs, I want to be surprised. And that's, you know, track, make sure that they have full visibility and they can be proactive. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. How do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. 
Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlatka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Godard, when you look at the, the ecosystem of folks that are helping SaaS companies track their spend, who right now do you feel like has the most data, the most live connections to SaaS companies? Yeah, uh, and honestly, I'm not sure. I do think in terms of the negotiating, uh, you know, and really, I think vendor obviously has great momentum, right? They just raise a bunch more money. And, uh, you know, so, uh, but I, I think in terms of actually gathering data, you know, we feel like we're, we're in a good position. Mm-hmm. Now you're also well capitalized. I believe your last round was 157 million Series D last year, right? True. And broke the 1.1 million a billion sorry valuation mark. Yes, that was very exciting. Any more capital raise since then, or no? No, and we don't. I don't think now would be a great time to raise capital. <laughs> yeah. Although I think we're also lucky. I don't think we raised at like some crazy, crazy multiple. Well, you so, told us, I mean, you told us right around there, you're breaking like a few 55-ish million run rate. So that was a 19x-ish multiple, right? If that's accurate, I'd say that's a fair multiple, not crazy. Yeah, no, and we're, we are growing well. You know, I think this year we'll definitely break through 100 million ARR. So, Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So Godard, that's a, big, that's a big announcement. That's exciting. I mean, how clo- I mean, are we like, is that a stretch goal or you, you, you feel pretty good about that? No, I think, well, I feel good at definitely getting there by year end. And certainly when we do hit it, you know, we'll, uh, we'll share that with you because it will be. That's exciting. exciting. And I think that's, in a lot I mean, of ways, and I probably agree, in a lot of ways, it's, it's more exciting to become a unicorn, at least last year, because right? last year, becoming a unicorn was probably easier. And, uh, you know, then breaking through 100 million ARR. As you know, not that many SaaS vendors hit that milestone. So yep. no, it's rare. We're excited to get there. I mean, that means right now you've got to be somewhere between like sort of 80, 85 million in ARR, right? I'm not going to confirm that, but but we will get through 100 this year. All right. Fair enough. Very cool. Last question I want to ask about before we wrap up. I would argue one of your biggest assets is your ability to accurately taxonomize hundreds of thousands of software companies. How on earth do you do this? Well, I think we have the advantage that vendors, you know, software vendors, software sellers, they want it to be right on G2. And as you know, our model, so if you're a SaaS entrepreneur, you can list on G2 for free. And then we also ask you what category you're in. And then obviously as vendors grow, like our friend Henry at Zoom Info, right? Obviously they grow well beyond one product, one category. So now Zoom Info, somebody like that's probably in 30 categories, but we actively work with their product marketing, their product teams to make sure they're properly classified across all of their products. And that's never done because vendors like Zoom Info are always innovating, entering new categories, launching new products. But I do think we've become an essential part now of our industry. You know, where if you're a software vendor, you want it to be right on G2 so that software buyers, and we have about 7 million a month coming to G2, they discover you, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be missed. And so that's why there's a nice synergy, you know, with our community of vendors and uh, and also I think more entrepreneurs. I think the number of listings on G2 has grown 48% over the last year. That's wild. And uh, so that's very exciting. And, uh, but it's very collaborative, you know, with our community of vendors and they're always helping us update it. And, and we do have a research team. I mean, it's a pretty big job. And we have about 50 people in our research team, always working with the vendors, because not only do we categorize them, but then we come up with different questions, you know, to figure out what are the key features in each of those categories for each of those products. So we also can ask the users the right questions 
about you know how well those products are working for them. So that's uh, but I, I agree it's a big asset. And that's also spawned a new business for us where we do license our taxonomy to partners. Ah. One of them, for example, is ServiceNow. And ServiceNow, I think, is you know, leading IT platform cloud company. And uh, but they also have an IT asset management tool. And you know, to help them categorize all their apps, they now use the G2 taxonomy. And it's also something investors are now licensing. You know, we have an investor data solutions business at G2, also very exciting. About 50 of the world's leading SaaS investors now also using G2 data. And the taxonomy also helps them and just to try to make sense. Oh, who are the competitors for this you know, deal? What are adjacent markets? And uh, so I think it is an exciting asset, you know, very dynamic asset that we keep building. Guys, exciting times at G2. Again, broke the unicorn mark last year and caught 55-ish million in revenue. Godard feels good about breaking the $100 million mark this year, also breaking into new lines of business. He sounds like most excited about G2 Track, which helps you understand and manage your SaaS expenses, which is especially important in a downturn like we're going through now where everyone wants to save cash flow, ideally get profitable and back to break even increase runway. Godard, G2, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Great to see you.